and welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook. For this latest episode, I'm interviewing Tom Ollendorf, whose new album, Open House, is out right now. Tom is definitely a rising star in the UK jazz scene, and his guitar playing is really quite extraordinary. His first album was A Song For You, and Open House shows an evolution of his style. And it also takes Tom's long-standing musical partnership of Mark Michel on drums and Connor Chaplin on bass, and adds in New York saxophonist Ben Wendell. What you're listening to now is Istanbul from Open House. I'm very much looking forward to chatting with Tom Ollendorf and hope you enjoy listening to this episode of Harmonious World. Welcome to Harmonious World. It's really good to have you. I love this album. Oh, thank you so much. That's really sweet. Thank you. It's really, it's very, um, there's a simplicity to it, mm -hmm. which is nice. But then I love the um, the Charlie Parker bongo beep that you do. Yeah, that's a great composition of his, actually. I, um, yeah, it's one I discovered, I guess, in the lockdown. I had a, I had a friend who, who told me he'd learned every Charlie Parker melody that he ever wrote. And uh, I thought, oh, that sounds like a good... I, I didn't actually end up learning all of them, but I learned a lot of them. And that was this kind of slightly unknown one I discovered. I couldn't really find any recordings. And uh, the original is very different to the way we did it. It's kind of like a calypso kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad with how the arrangement came out, you know. Yeah. No, it's very good. Um, Thank you. So let's talk about... Uh, so this is your second album, right? Yes, second album, exactly, yeah. Right. And did you feel the pressure of that kind of, you know, because the first one was well-received, you mm -hmm. know, but debut album, there's there's sometimes you feel like, oh, are they just being kind because I'm new or something? Yes. Know? Right, right. Yeah. I, I, I Did I feel the pressure? Um, yeah, I did, but only really for myself, I guess. Um, I just wanted to make sure I did a good job for me. I, uh, it wasn't pressure from anywhere else, really, especially. I mean, I, yeah, you know, I, I made the first album in 2019, I guess, it, because of COVID, it took me a bit longer to get it out um, than it would normally. Um, but I, it was just, I, you know, I practiced a lot of guitar and written a lot of new music in that since then. And so I just wanted to make sure I kind of, you know, did, did, gave a good account of myself. And, uh, you know, so the pressure yeah. was really just from that more than anything else. You know, you just want to, you know, it's been over three years since I made one, uh, coming up to four now. And, and uh, yeah, so I just wanted to really, um, yeah, just give a good account of myself, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. And so you still used Mark Michel on drums and Connor Chaplin on bass? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and then, uh, yeah. yeah, and then added the uh, saxophonist Ben Wendell. Exactly, that's exactly right, yeah. And, and, and um Mark and Connor, as you uh, know, did my first record. And so we toured that first album a lot. Um, and I, I don't know how many shows we did exactly together, but I know with a trio, we probably ended up doing like, 
I don't know, 40 shows with the first album over a kind of 18-month period. Not all of it was with them. Sometimes it was with other people, but most of it was with them. And so, and I play with Mark and Connor a lot. Like, I played with Connor and some other groups. Um, same with Mark. And so I just had got to know them really, really well. And um, I thought we did, you know, kind of developed a bit of a, you know, group sound and kind of uh, rapport, really. And then um, I just felt Ben would be such a great addition to some of the music and we actually did a tour in March last year and he just did such a good job. I was like, wow, I, you know, I should, that was, that was kind of what um, really made me take that final step of booking the studio and everything was just, he did such a fantastic job on the tour and it, the music and the gigs were so well received. I just thought, okay, I think this is the time to, to get this and set the music recorded really. So does Ben, yeah. is Ben London based now? No, he lives in New York. He does. Okay. So I brought him over from New York both times. We did two tours and then a recording. Um, yeah. Right. Oh, very good. Okay. So tell me about the writing process behind, because most of these tracks are your own. So when did yeah, you write right. them? Um, well, all of them were written. Everything was written um, since 20, um Since 2020, I guess. Everything was written from COVID onwards. Um yeah, I think all written between kind of, I would say, the end of 2020 and um, halfway through 2022 and about a, just a kind of probably a 14 month period. So um, there wasn't, they were all written at separate times, really. They weren't, I didn't sit down and write everything in a month. I just wrote, it probably worked out around a tune a month or something. Um, and some of it was written after or you know touring so some of the tunes at Istanbul for example that was written I went to tour in Istanbul with the uh with the first CD and the kind of yeah that inspired the comp that, that composition um the um think about the other ones yeah three bridges that was inspired after going up to um Edinburgh uh so a lot of the time it was yeah experiences or things which kind of a lot of it kind of off the back of the first record new places I went and played um and yes, it was all written in about a 14 month period, I'd say. Um, and, you know, the, I mean, obviously the COVID period was a period where there was just a lot of time. So I was, I was practicing a lot. I was working, you know, in general, um, you know, playing out guitar just really the whole day. There was nothing else to do. So I guess um, I kind of had tons of material. And, and then the stuff on the record is just what ended up being the final things I chose and felt, you know, fitted together best in a way. Right. Okay. Uh, it's interesting, actually, because I'd already decided that I wanted to start with Istanbul because I like that uh -huh. track. That's a great track. Thanks. And, and funnily enough, finish with some of Three Bridges because, again, sure. I, they're, they're really, they're great tracks. They really are. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I thought in the middle, and now is an ideal time to play some uh -huh. of that, I thought I'd play some of Hollywood. Oh, brilliant. Okay, thanks.
So tell me about Hollywood. How, when did it get written and, and, and how did you get that groove, that vibe going? So I remember very clearly that tune actually that I was, um, that, that was one which I think was very much written in the, the kind of slightly more, um, how to put it, depressing days, the lockdown days. I remember that was written when there was really nothing on at all. And I was taking very, very long walks and practicing guitar, basically they were the only two things to do. And so I was listening at that period to a lot of um, the original arrangements from shows or films, um, yeah, which ended up becoming part of the jazz repertoire. You know, so a lot of the jazz standards that, um, you know, jazz musicians play come from, yeah, shows or films. And so I, I was listening a lot to that music. There's a few which really stood out, um, and I, I, I was very keen to try and write something which had this, this kind of uh, recreated the sound of a large ensemble in a way, in terms of the texture, but the kind of knowing that it was going to be performed by a smaller ensemble. But a lot of that music, you know, it's very, you know, it's very romantic. It's, you know, American, the 30s, 40s. Um, and I, I just, it just really kind of moved me, I guess. I, I wanted to find a way of getting that same sensation um, from yeah from a piece which i was going to play in a smaller group and i guess have an idea like it was performed almost and there's a couple of pieces on the album like this performed you know in a sense a bit more like a chamber ensemble you know everyone's kind of responsible for the melody it's unusual because it's a ballad and it's very slow but it's 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 in five fours it's not super common that it's 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 in a kind of odd time signature but it's because it's very slow it doesn't really it doesn't necessarily feel like that. And so the way the melody moves and the, the, sh the kind of rhythm of the piece is a bit unusual at points, but it's all focused around the melody and everybody playing the melody together. And yeah, it, I, I remember clearly you know, writing the main theme. Um, and then at this time I was actually living with a bunch of other musicians and kind of trying it out with some of them and maybe making little adjustments to the form and um yeah so th that was really i guess that was one of the first ones really I, I wrote actually um and i think there's definitely i don't know a kind of nostalgia about it in which i think you also hear in some of that music i was describing some of that film music and music from shows um so yeah it's it, yeah. um yeah. yeah no it's great so it's a really lovely track oh thank um, you yeah it, yeah, yeah. So tell me about your background. Mm -hmm. um, well, I I grew up in London, so I'm still I'm, I'm a Londoner, still living in London, and I, I, I you know, I really, um, I guess I came to jazz uh, quite late, really. I, um, I really taught my, I mean, I taught myself the guitar just from learning. I guess it was just enthusiasm, but just from I was very enthusiastic about playing guitar so but i didn't have any lessons really and i just learned from copying people on dvds and uh learning stuff by ear really and, and then i guess when i got to 18 or 17 or 18 i started thinking you know maybe not being fully satisfied with with um yeah what what i taught myself or just feeling like i was quite limited but very enthusiastic and very passionate about it and i um and so i I, I think when I was 18, after I finished school even, I actually found this local guitarist um, 
and asked him for some lessons. He was local to where my parents were living at the time uh, in Bath. And I just asked him for some lessons. And so I, I took a year out after school and he used to come around once a week. And he, I guess he really because of him in some ways, I, I went to study music. I went to the Royal Welsh College in Cardiff and um, he, yeah, he, he just opened me up to some ideas, which I, I, I guess intuitively I felt there was more out there than the music I'd, I'd kind of taught myself. But I, I really, I didn't, I don't think I really appreciated how much more there was. Um, and he, yeah, he helped me, you know, learn jazz repertoire, kind of improve my fundamental things, I guess, like scales and some theory, uh, chord voicings. And but I was still very much at like a, quite a rudimentary level with that. You know, I could play the guitar quite well, I guess, but um, but not nothing special. But but in terms of the jazz side of things, I was really very rudimentary. And then I was very lucky to get a place to study in Cardiff. And I guess I guess in a way, I, I turned up there, and it was probably one of the first times in my life I ever suddenly I think I just felt like I was a bit of a late starter in a way but I suddenly thought wow if you want to be good at anything like this you've just got to work really hard I remember it being a bit of a shock I felt like I didn't ever work super super hard in school I didn't like no I didn't I didn't I guess didn't have that uh what I would call in some ways intelligence I don't know what it was but that awareness of what's required to, to do do well at stuff you know and I remember just other people in the who I was in the year group with. It's very nice, a very small year group, and there were lots of very good musicians in my year. Just having all these skills I didn't really have, and a lot of them had had training I didn't really have. And I suddenly remember thinking, "Wow, okay, I got to really, I got to really knuckle down here." And I guess in a way, I haven't really changed since then. I still, you know, I still have that same attitude in a way that I had then. Like I, I. Um, yeah, still try and work really hard and practice like, as much as possible. And um, but it definitely took a, quite a while before you know. I guess it took maybe a, a decade or something really before I started feeling like I could play at all. Really, I mean, maybe not quite that long, but maybe like seven or eight years before I really felt like I could really do a gig and sound happy with it. You know. Um, so yeah, but, I mean, nothing. I haven't got any particularly interesting <laughs> backstory. You know, um, my parents both love music, and so I. You know, I loved the piano as a kid and clarinet a bit, but I guess I never loved it in the way that I just, for some reason, loved guitar. You know, when you love something, I guess it's easy to, yeah. it's not, it's not really a chore. Either. So, um, yeah, right. and, and that's that's interesting. That is an interesting story because, uh, you know, so many people kind of uh, realize where they're going quite early on, and they they sort of, you know, at school or whatever, or they. Um, uh you know go straight from school to university you know to music college or whatever mm. and um and it's quite interesting to sort of have that year of of kind of going oh yeah maybe this is it maybe this is my thing yeah you know, yeah it's brilliant well I, I mean yeah i i i think it's the same with other things as well you know like i uh i've been learning french for the last couple of years again like in school i just thought what a waste of time you know <laughs> and um I don't know. Just I guess as you I guess as you get a little older, you just you appreciate the value of, of trying to get better at things. I guess in some way, and I, I just never had that as a kid, really. Right. You know, I was I, at all. I mean, I I don't know why. I don't know what it was. It was just I. 
it wasn't like I was a terrible student. I didn't do like terribly at school. I did fine. I just kind of coasted a bit, you know, and I think I just suddenly realized coasting wasn't going to cut it, you know, um, and, you know, particularly in something like music as well. I, I, you know, I remember even when I finished college, I remember when I finished studying at college, I remember I had, I did it for my final result. I actually kind of got an amazing mark and some incredible feedback. But I remember having real doubts about whether I could still be a musician. Like I remember thinking about music, some some musicians in London who I knew or I'd heard play, and I was like, really sure if I, I don't really know if I can do that. You know, like I, I didn't really, I guess I didn't know if I could get to that level. Or um, so yeah, it, just like anything, it takes takes a lot of time, you know, yeah. to, to get good at something. So I, I I guess I found out just at the right moment. I think if I'd left it any later. I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I don't know if I'd be quite in the same position I am now. But um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm yeah. glad you did. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for me too. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. The story's not over, you know. So. No, absolutely. So, tell me what is coming up. What's next? Well, so I mean, I actually just I just landed back in the UK last night. I just um, I've just began the the tour for this record. The seventeen dates. And uh, to begin with, there's actually more later in the year, but that's the beginning. And um, I just got back from four very nice dates in Ireland, which was really, really nice. And uh, I have a couple of weeks now where I'm touring, doing other people's projects or other projects or some recording for other people. And then I, then it starts again and then it's quite full on, I guess there's like, you know, 13 dates pretty much in a row, maybe one day off or something. Um, so I'm really focusing on, trying to tour this music now you know I put everything into practicing and recording it and now yeah now I'm just trying to really tour it and um yeah get get the music to as many people as possible in that kind of live performance setting and yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it you know there's I think most of the places are places I've played before but some of the places there's some new places where I haven't played with my own music where I've played with other people um so yeah, things are you know if that, that's exciting. I obviously love to play in a way. That's kind of one of the main motivations. It's not the only motivation, but that's one of the main things is the touring aspect, you know, and doing gigs and hopefully to nice place in nice places to good audiences. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that just began the last few days, which was great. Went, went really really well, I think. And um, yeah, more right. of that coming up starting in a couple of weeks. Brilliant. So where can people find out where they can see you? Have you got a website? Uh, great question. Yeah, great question. So, I mean, if people follow me on social media, then they'll be able to see there. There's like tour places. People go to my website. All the dates are up there. Um, I guess those are the best places. Um, yeah. You know, following me on social media, I guess, is that, you know, particularly, I mean, Instagram is the only social media I really do. So Instagram um, or my website, basically, are the two yeah. places. Um, and, yeah, obviously, it'd be lovely to see as many people there as possible. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Tom. It's really good to have you on Harmonious World. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be with you. Thank you for joining me once more on Harmonious World. You've been listening to my conversation with guitarist Tom Hollendorf and what's playing now is Three Bridges from his album Open House.
I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation. Enjoy a little more of this track. Do follow the links in the show notes to find out more about Tom. Thank you once again for joining me for Harmonious World. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.